This was a zero job, but Doyle was getting paid. Why anyone would shell out fifteen bucks an hour, three hours a day, five times a week, to check out the empty shell of a rich idiot monster house was something he'd never get. The look-see took fifteen minutes, if he walked slow. Rest of the time, Doyle sat around, ate his lunch, listened to cheap trick on his walkman. Thinking about being a real cop if his knee hadn't screwed up. The company said, go there. He went. Disability all run out, he swallowed part-time, no benefits, paying to launder his own uniform. One time he heard a couple of the other guys talking behind his back. Gimp's lucky to get anything. Gimp made Doyle go all hot in the face and the chest, but he kept his mouth shut like he always did. One day. He parked the Taurus on the patch of dirt just outside the chain link, tucked his shirt tighter. 7 a.m. Quiet except for the stupid crows squawking. Nothing moving on Barodi Lane, as usual. The few times Doyle saw anyone, it was maids and gardeners. Rich idiots paying to live here but never living here. One monster mansion after another, blocked by big trees and high gates. No sidewalks, either. What was that all about? Doyle collected his camouflage-patterned lunchbox from the trunk made his way toward the three-story plywood shell, the third being that idiot castle thing, the turret. Unfinished skeleton of a house that would have been as big as a... as a Disneyland castle. Fantasyland. Doyle had done some pacing, figured 20,000 square feet minimum, two-acre lot, maybe two and a half. Framed up and skinned with plywood, for some reason he could never find out why, everything stopped and now the heap was all gray, warping, striped with rusty nail drips. He'd brought a good lunch today, roast beef sandwich from Arby's. Too bad there was nothing to heat the gravy with. He moved toward the chain-link swing gate. What the? Stupid thing was pulled as wide as the chain allowed, which was about two, two and a half feet, easy for anyone but a fat idiot to squeeze through. The chain had always been too long to really draw the gate tight, making the lock useless, but Doyle was careful to twist it up, make it look secure, when he left each day. Some idiot had monkeyed with it. He'd told the company about the chain, got ignored. What was the point of hiring a professional when you didn't listen to his advice? Sidling through the gap, he rearranged the chain, nice and tight. Leaving his lunchbox atop raw concrete steps, he began his routine. Didn't take long to see everything was okay on the first floor. Space was huge, big as a... as a... Some rooms framed up, but mostly pretty open, so you had clear views everywhere. In the middle of what would have been the entry hall was a humongous, swooping double staircase. Just plywood, no railings. The second floor was just as empty as the first, big surprise. Continuing to the back, he reached the smaller staircase... Thirteen steps, but real curvy, a killer, tucked behind a narrow wall. You had to know where to find it. Climbing the curvy staircase, every step crunching his knee, the pain riding up to his hip, he began counting out the thirteen stairs, like he always did, trying to take his mind off the burning in his leg. When he called out nine, he saw it. Oh, Jesus! Heart thumping, mouth suddenly dry as tissue paper, he backed down two steps. He forced himself to look. Two of them. No one else.
One good thing about the turret, it was round, mostly open to the sky, nowhere to hide. Doyle kept looking, felt his guts heave. The way they were lying, him on top of her, her legs up, one hooked around his back, it was pretty clear what they'd been doing. Before. Doyle felt short of breath like someone was choking him. Struggling to regain his air, he finally succeeded. Reached for his phone. 